Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 16 of With Love and Justice for All. I'm Reverend Ogan. Got my friend, partner in crime and consciousness, Reverend Kelly. How are you doing today? Good. Episode 16. Yeah. I've decided to stop calling you my partner in crime and then correct myself and say consciousness because I'm just going to say both. Works for me. Both. Yes. Because some may say what we're doing is criminal. So I just say, don't, don't fight the critics. Just, just own, just own it. Just own it. We are here to have conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, and some of the special challenges that arise as spiritual seekers while we're doing that work. As yeah, always, we're not making you uncomfortable. We're not doing our job. Exactly. And, and just so you know, we make each other uncomfortable all the time, you know, <laughs> It's not just you. <laughs> you no, do it to I'm going to have to walk on eggshells around me. Because <laughs> we, we do it to ourselves. But that's, that's, how we, that's how we go, right? Exactly. Butterfly, the butterfly spreads its wings because that cocoon just got too tight. That's right. Yeah, I hate butterfly analogies, by the way. But it, it, it was apt. It was apt. You know, Anyways. I'm so glad you said that. Okay, total sidebar. But <laughs> I'm so tired of the butterfly metaphor and the whole imaginal self and the goo i'm like okay how many times do we have to hear that god nobody connects to it anymore <laughs> i i didn't mean to poke the bear so early in i know but well the problem with it is that there are these imaginal cells that are the you know <sighs> that aren't present as the caterpillar um and there's this assumption that there's only something beautiful going to come out of it which is not really a safe assumption i love doing this with you <laughs> okay sorry back to you i'll tie it into our conversation later listen i'm only i'm only laughing because i do it all the time myself I do. You just never know the thing that's going to set us off, right? You that's right. Never, you just never know. Uh, that's but the anyway, criminal part. <laughs> <laughs> that's the crime part. Yeah. If you're still listening, <laughs> you still decide to stick around this long. If you're still listening live on Union and Radio, you can join the conversation. You can call in 816 251 3555. Uh, you can message us on the socials and um, or uh, hashtag or hashtag or tagline or handle. Oh my god, brain fart! Or handle on Facebook and uh, and Instagram at Get Our Holy On. We are Project Sanctus. We're the co-founders of Project Sanctus, and this is the work we do. Um, and if you're listening later on all the fun platforms, um, you can message us also on the social. Email us Ogan or Kelly at ProjectSanctus.com. Um, give us your comments, your feedbacks, your your agreements, your disagreements. Um, anything you'd like us to specifically address and talk about, we are we are all here for that. Um, today is February first, and it is Black History Month. Um, in a few days will be National Donut Day, and then a few days after that, National Pizza Day. So, I mean, if you want to observe those and send me some things i'll take those too um but it is black it is black history month and we're gonna be talking about that 
old during the month, um, but we are usually talking about anti-racism and black related things. So it may or may not seem that much different. And we're actually going to talk about that today because the episode is titled the problem with black history month. Now, let me just say off the bat, I was the one who came up with the title (laughs) and the topic and I am pro black history month. Okay. Just pro. I think it's, it's, it's important that we do take the time to highlight the contributions that Black Americans and Black immigrants, um, you know, have made to the creation of this utopia called America. And that word utopia is carrying a lot of, we're doing a lot of heavy lifting. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I understand. I'm air quoting utopia. Okay. Um, so I think it's important absolutely to, to highlight that. I think it's important that, that, that the whole country, nation is turning its attention towards that. Um, my problem with it, my problem with it, and I will we'll expand on this, is that unfortunately, um, it gives many an excuse to be very performative for one month of the year and then pat themselves on the back for the other 11 months and saying, look what a good job I did in February. And before, you know, if you feel your chest tightening and your stomach knotted and your fist clenching right now, because it feels like I'm coming for you. um, I I feel the same way in June when it's, it's when we observe uh, as LGBTQ month i don't know why we get why folks get a month they get a month and then black history month black folk get a month um but but or even just juneteenth in june in juneteenth in june but you know companies do a great job of suddenly all their logos are rainbow colored and they talk about all the supporting they do of lgbtq community just like in february all the supporting they do of the black community um, and it's very, for a lot of companies, it is very performative because then when you drill down into how they operate, what they do, where they give their money to, it tells someone of a different story. So, so we're going to be talking about that. It's going to be both a celebration and, uh, uh, criticism, uh, uh, uh I won't say criticism, uh, a reality check on an expanded view an expanded view uh on black history month it's really again calling us in and calling us up with the question of how are we really observing honoring blackness not just in february but all through the year so that's that's what today's show is going to be about and like we said at the beginning, it's going to get a little bit uncomfortable, but then it'll it'll get comfortable again and then uncomfortable again and then comfortable again. This is this is what we do. And yep. <laughs> so 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 strap in. That was that was <laughs> right. That was a setup. <laughs> pull, pull the oxygen mask on secure, you know, put your you your tray table in the upright position. Exactly. Upright locked. Um, exactly. You know, exactly. Exactly. And, and we, it, we touched this a little bit in our instagram live yesterday so if you missed our instagram live um again at get your holy honor just search project sanctus on instagram we, we 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 had the beginnings of a conversation around that yesterday we're going to dive a little bit deeper with that today um 
so yeah there there we go but let's let's start at the beginning um with with just some facts around black history month you want to you want to drop some knowledge for us want to drop some info oh sure um the um so black history month has uh actually began back in the uh in the 20s um it wasn't called that um it was but it 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 actually started as this week um that was chosen in February because um, uh, because of the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Um, and so if, if you don't know um, uh, who either of these people are, then I'm not going to go down a history road, but I will um, uh, invite you to Google, to Google them. In fact, um, you know, Frederick Douglass is is probably uh, the most famous. Um, I don't know if this is I, I from where I said like the most famous black person, um, and uh, is and yet in large part went unsung um, for a long time, but but definitely brought forward. Um, you know, brought, brought forward the, this, um, I don't even know how to say it, but, you know, bringing us into, um, you know, shifting consciousness around race and racism. And, and this was, you know, a hundred, whatever years ago, or not quite that long, but, um, so it began as this week in February because of, um, um, because of these two presidents, um, yep. It was a Harvard-trained historian. His name was Carter Woodson, and um, and a minister Jesse Moreland, um, who was a um, always minister stirring up trouble. I know, I know. <laughs> I I had to add him because it was like yes, you know. Um, but it was uh, it was known as National um, Negro History Week, and started in in 1926, I believe. And it was because chosen because of February these February birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and, and Frederick mm-hmm. Douglass. And it was meant to inspire sc- schools and communities and, um, you know, organizations to, um, to actually establish history clubs, to have lectures and performances and, um, and events that, um, um, that to celebrate, to stop whitewashing, you know, uh, history um, and to bring forward uh, the black voice, you know, Frederick, Frederick Douglass was himself an enslaved man and one of the most prominent activists, um, author, and uh, he, um, you know, he, he, so here's this black man, and then there's Abraham Lincoln, this white man, who, who, um, not perfect by any means, but certainly, um, you know, an abolitionist, and, um you know, the Civil War is is a um, a result of Abraham Lincoln. So, so I guess when we talk about you know being partners in crime, um, I think we're in good company. But yeah. so the uh, so Black History Month began as this week, and and over time has um, uh, become a way you know using the whole month um, as part of the you know, moved into um, the month in the 60s with the civil rights movement and um, in the 60s and the 70s. <clears throat> so 
So, but interestingly, before before the sixties, I read. I remember reading that uh, the Woodson, who created Black History Month, he actually didn't think it would keep going. He yeah. he he figured we get to a point where where we wouldn't we wouldn't need to keep highlighting this because the the contributions and the knowledge around um, blacks in America and in America part of American history would just be so commonplace that there would be no need to highlight this. Little did he know. Yep. Little did he know. Yeah, it wouldn't quite work out that way. Wouldn't quite work out that way. He actually started talking about it in not necessarily a week, but being in the conversations about this in 1915. Yeah. And then it was, you know, over 10 years later where it became, you know, um, the the study of African-American life and history sponsored this history week in 1906. But yeah. And and choosing those those dates as the two the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass as the anchors. Um, But yeah. And I don't know that, you know, when you think about the civil rights movement and, you know, the conversations over 100 years ago. And, and more, you know, with Frederick Douglass, uh, what, how much has changed? Yeah. So I'm not going to go down that, that rabbit hole. Moment. And, and, y- you know, we, we, we call it, or it is called Black History Month. And it's interesting. And here's, here's, here's another, uh, you know, things that make you go, hmm, it's, it's, it's an interesting delineation as if to make the distinction that black history is separate from American history. Right. Right. Um, we, we, we talked about this last week with that, uh, that so-called slip of the tongue by Mitch McConnell around, uh, you know, black voters versus American voters. That was uh, criminal. <laughs> that was definitely criminal. Um, uh, so, so I, I think in, in spite of, in spite of the name, the intention is to, illuminate bring bring light to the fact that that black history is american history um you know hispanic history is american history native american history well precedes american history yes yes exactly (laughs) you know there's there's that women's women's rights history is american history like you know it it's it's which because to say to say black history and again understanding why it's there and the purpose it served because so much of the contributions work life of prominent and even non-prominent black Americans has been whitewashed. So the idea is to, you know, remove that whitewashing. So we have an accurate picture of American history. So I understand the intention black history month begins to then raise, raise the uh, almost implies that there's, there's another history month. Right. Um, and and we do have other history months for for the uh, other minorities that have been systematically disenfranchised and taken from and stolen from um, over the centuries. So so, again, we're, we're, we're shining a light on a thing that's always been there, but that has never been uh, brought to prominence in a in a significant way. And it's important, I believe, because, you know, we've historically been given a very one-sided picture of America and its history and the role that Black people played in its history. So, so we always have to keep expanding that, that story. 
um, in a couple weeks. It's either next week or week. I think it's next week. Uh, we're doing an episode called uh, "Black History Still Being Written." Um, yes. Because not only because of contributions Black people continue to make, but also literally because we are still discovering things <laughs> around around um, uh, the of how how things like slavery, how things like Jim Crow, how things like that affected America's uh, psyche, America's development. Um, there's a there's a there's a great project uh, um, I have been reading about that's 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 doing some deep dive in into the Atlantic slave trade um, by looking at uh, by uncovering ship manifests mm-hmm. from 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 that time and 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 folks are being able to trace themselves back and their ancestors back through that but they're but they're beginning to realize. Um, the, the enormity of what that process was and the harm it did. And, you know, 10, 10 million, we estimate now 10 million uh, African bodies were stolen and brought over to the Western world. A very small portion made it to the United States. What is it like? Yeah, 3 or 5%? I was say, there's, there's several million that never made it. Yeah. I think it was like three or 5% that came here. So, so some will go like, oh, but then we're not so bad. No, that's not what it's about. Right. <laughs> that's, that's not what it's about. Um, but but what is what has sprung from that is is I don't think you can point to another country in the Western Hemisphere in which the subjugation of those black bodies was what the entire infrastructure of the nation was built. And its governing bodies established to some extent, and its laws, rules, and regulations were written. Arguably, you might say Brazil, but mm, no, I, I would argue not. I would argue not to this day. Again, again, when the uh, the Third Reich in Germany looked to create their rules around how we are going to systemically dehumanize the Jews in Europe. They didn't annihilate. And annihilate. They, they, didn't, they didn't look to Brazil for their blueprint. They looked to Jim Crow South. Right. Because of what America was getting away with. So And uh, decided that we were a little too much. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They watered down the stuff. <laughs> they yes. watered it down. They, watered <laughs> they were like, down okay, even. Yeah, even that's a bridge too far, <laughs> right? So, so, um, so, so that happened. So, so again, it's um, we we we'll be we'll be having a very nuanced discussion over the next few weeks around around Black History Month. So, if you were coming here to 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 see us just celebrate and honor, um, we'll be doing some of that, of course, and and we will be we will be shining the spotlight on. Um, some names in history and current day, which you may not be aware of. We can do some deep diving on some names. And, and we also realized, we also realized that we also have to practice what we preach. Right. So I think, uh, and I mentioned this yesterday also, I, I, I'll speak for myself. I've been giving myself a good old pat on the back going, well, you know, I'm always talking about anti-racism. So yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing my job outside of February. Give me pat on the back. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, mm, 
maybe not so much. So, 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 so moving forward also, we're going to take the time outside of February to highlight some figures, some organizations as well um, that are, that are doing the work. We have, we have mentioned a few before places we, we've donated to. Um, we've had one or two guests on, on the show um, highlighting current issues. So um, we're, we're, we're going to do, we can do more of that as well. Um, so, so yeah. Well, I, wanna, I just right want to interject one thing that, yes. um, that while we didn't talk about it planning for, for today's show, that when, when, um, one of the things that, that really struck me that, that has, um, in learning, um, uh, history of, of slave trade is, you know, so often we, what, at least for me, um, and, and in, um, others, I'm sure, learn mostly about the the trip on the ships, right? Going from one continent to another, which is referred to as the Middle Passage. What we don't hear much of, and that I think is, you know, um, that certainly I can bring more attention to, is what's referred to as the First Passage, and then the Third Passage. And the First Passage is what went on before in order to to capture and kill and 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 <clears throat> all the violence to get um all of these africans onto the boats like that's the first passage so so even just shining a light on on what goes into capturing them all stealing them you know the the destruction of culture and families and and sit i mean the destruction of everything just to get them on the boats and then the third passage is well what happened after they got here and that's the that's certainly um a focus for us when we focus on individuals which you know we have a couple today but um i uh it's it's the and 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 I think even the the middle passage. Um, uh, me as a white person, I I and probably actually most people living today can't imagine being on the ship in the in the hull, you know, in the bottom of the boat and that experience. And um, I can never know, and I yeah. can never know that experience that my ancestors had. And I, so I need to shine a light on on that in in ways that how do i subjugate today right you know but anyway i just there just there is this this the first passage middle passage third passage that really are um all need some attention and yeah so so it does bring up the question is then how do we not be performative um yeah around around this and um, maybe maybe some things that you might want to ask yourself around this is 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 this the only time that you're um, doing research around black historical figures? Right. Um, is this the only time you're hearing about any black historical figures, or they're popping up in your news feed? The only time black historical figures are popping up in your social media news feed there's some other accounts I can recommend for you. It means, it means your, your, who you, who you're following is mm, needs to be expanded. (laughs) That that listen, that's all I'll say about that. That list needs to be expanded. Uh, 
uh, look at uh, your bookshelf around around that look look at your bookshelf right uh and uh who are who are you listening to um on 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 podcasts who are you listening to for your spiritual nourishment um what are you watching on netflix what are you watching on what are you watching on Netflix? by the way oh my god i just started watching archive 81 have you been watching archive 81 you gotta watch archive 81 (laughs) add it to the list add it to my ogan list (laughs) i don't know where you find the time to watch all these shows (laughs) you 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 gotta watch listen i'm being very conscious about my self-care good (laughs) but put it put it that way uh no part of it is i'm watching like eight different series 10 different series i i, I just never end they never end because i keep I starting a new one <laughs> i do the same thing i keep start keep starting a new one um also speaking of really fun black program on tv abbott elementary gotta watch abbott yes. elementary that yes. show is so funny and so uh on point as well it's um, very good uh so so anyways and and I think I mentioned this. Uh, the guy who wrote *Downton Abbey*, his new his new series is out on mm-hmm. HBO called called oh, I just Gilded had the, Age. the Gilded, Gilded Age. Age, right? Exactly. Um, and it's it's what is it? Early 1900s in New York, and it's very, oh. you know, it's very it's very new rich versus old rich, you know, all that sort of stuff. But but they're they're actually dealing with the question of racism pretty accurately. Or, or they're not avoiding it. One of the main right. characters is a young uh, black writer, uh, young aspiring black writer, and and as much support as she's receiving, it's very, uh, it's very still know her place for that time uh, sort of deal. So it's a little cringy, but going like, huh? At least we're not ignoring the fact that there were black people around, that there was discrimination or racism around. And that in was, New York, like in people New York, think because it's above the Mason Dixon line that somehow it's exempt. <laughs> exactly. So so all these questions you might begin asking yourselves and we will we'll we'll tackle a few more of those questions when we come back from our break. You're listening to Love and Justice for All. You're listening to With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. All right, we're back, continuing our discussion around the uh, problem with Black History Month. Um, what's good about it, why we need it, and maybe what it gives us permission to do that we shouldn't be doing. Those sort of conversations. Um, and when we when we left, we were asking about a... Uh, some questions that maybe we ought to ask ourselves if you want to check in to see if we're being performative around black history month. Um, and I want to talk... back it up a little bit first. Okay. But wait, before, before we get distracted, before yes. we get distracted on the break, super engineer, Jeff weighed in with a, with a suggestion for, for content. Uh, Cause we were talking about maybe some TV shows um, and, and he, he informed us about fox soul tv which i didn't know about i didn't know about this is a new live and interactive streaming channel dedicated to the african-american viewer with programs aimed to celebrate black culture deal with real topics that impact the everyday lives of the black community now i have not watched anything on here yet so 
I'm not giving it my endorsement yet, <laughs> but I'm just, just what I've seen in the last two minutes on break has been fascinating. So I will, I will drill down and watch some things and give you a report about it, but it, it, there you go. Check it, check it out for yourself. Um, so um, you were saying you want to, you want to back up a little bit there. Well, just, just a little. So, it, you know, the, one of the places uh, for me, a foundational starting place, if if I'm going to move, you know, if it's not going to be performative, is that really foundationally, we have to change our idea of what it means to be racist. This is true. I think as long as we continue to, and it's largely, uh, and speaking, you know, white bodies, and and I know we have to have the, we don't have to, but periodically do the disclaimer that I understand not every single white person is exactly the same. We all have unique life experiences that we bring to the table. And what we're pointing to and what I'm talking about is that by being a white body, there are some fundamental foundational things that we do know uh, because we live in this in a culture that is that is um, racist, where white privilege, you know, we, we have all been socialized by white body supremacy cultural norms. Yes. So as long as we, and so one of those elements that doesn't, I don't think, get enough attention or addressed that's largely unconscious is that, especially with nice white progressives, is we think that racism is someone who is intentionally mean based on their race. Um, and that, um, uh, and that they're intentionally mean, they intentionally say things that that it's obvious that they have a swastika on their t-shirt or you know some something that is you know very overt yeah and that's that's not what um that's not what we're talking about that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the system that that is inevitable that you have biases and patterns and an investment in you know, largely unconsciously. And so yep. the minute that we start talking about it, people will feel offended by it. And, but if we don't and, change sir. how we interpret right. that word, then everything else doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. What also needs to often get revisited is the definition of not racist. Yes. As well, right? I'm not racist because I have a Black friend. I'm not racist because... I'm married to someone who's black. I'm not married because there's black people in my family. I'm not married because my neighborhood, my neighborhood's got black folk in it. And and I love this about black culture and all that sort of. My favorite one is I've lived around the world. I've experienced lots of cultures. Right. Exactly. So, so being quote unquote, not racist is not only not enough being quote unquote, not racist doesn't mean you are anti-racist. And being quote unquote not racist does not mean that some of these white supremacy cultural norms do not impact you and you're not operating from them. We largely and, are unconsciously. What that's what that's what I'm saying. So so and 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 perhaps did we do did we do a show on the white body supremacy cultural norms? I don't remember. No, but let's put it on the march list. We should probably do that because we mention it a lot, and I think maybe we assume people will take it upon themselves to like you know Google it. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But just in case, we should we should we should do we should do a show about that, and 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 we know this because we Kelly and I we have conversations with people who are air quote, not racist, as in 
they are very good, kind hearted, compassionate, uh, progressive white people who are not anywhere near the extreme and still say things like, you know, you my know, parents didn't raise me to be racist. God doesn't see color, you know, things like that, which, which are a reflection of not being conscious and aware of how these white cultural norms you're talking about have woven into the psyche. So, and again, this doesn't mean you're a bad person. That's not what we're saying. What we're simply saying is if we truly want a different experience of America, if we want to create that world of justice and equanimity that we, that we say we want, we've got to shift and rewire the pathways in our brains so that we live differently. Okay. That's, that's how it is. It's, you know, what, what is the basic spiritual practice that, that we, we observe here in unity and other places. If we want to change the world, we have to change ourselves. Right. And, but that begins with an, uh, an acknowledgement that there's something within us that needs to change. If right. we don't think there's nothing us that needs to change, then we're going to just keep showing up the same way we've always showed up and wondering why the world's a mess. Right. right. So, so we all, we all have to do it uh, and, and, and look at it every day. So, so some, some, some other ways to ask yourself if you're being performative about this is, you know, the memes that you are sharing on social media, are you only sharing uh, the uh, some some nice black supportive memes? Are you only doing it during Black History Month? Are you only doing it, you know, when it's MLK's birthday or right. Juneteenth or right. some other days like that? Are you only doing it when uh, somebody else gets shot, some other black young black man or black woman gets killed? Yeah. Um, when when are you doing these things? Um, so so take a look at that as well um where's where's your money going right um are you are you paying attention to where you're buying from you've heard us mention these things before but we'll keep mentioning them um you know and we understand this is hard work we understand this may be more expensive uh to buy products from black business owners than say amazon it might require more labor than setting up that like, you know, a monthly recurring shopping cart only once and the stuff just shows up at your house. We understand that. And change does require uh, some labor, yeah. um, you know? So the question well, is, do you, do you really want what you say you want? Yes. And that, so that brings me also back to, you know, very foundational place to start. Like, a, a place to begin that's beyond Black History Month is when you've read that book, right? The the white fragility, the nice racism, my grandmother's hands, how to be an anti-racist. So you want to talk about blackness, you know? There's there are many many good books to to read to learn. There are a lot of workshops, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusivity. You know, there are a lot of resources to go learn more, you know, from and the place that so that's really nice. And how would a person of color know that I've read the book? How would a person of color know that I've been in that workshop? Right. When someone says to me, well, I'm going to keep learning about this. or I'm going to reflect on it. I'm going to, you know, take this into prayer and 
how would a body of color, how would a black person know that you read it, that you got it to some degree, and that you're willing to do it different? And the only way they would know is because it, you're, the action changes, right? Otherwise, it's just meaningless. It's, it that, really that- is. That is a really powerful point because, you know, we, we, we talk about this with our spiritual practices, right? How we say uh, our life is our message, (laughs) right? So, 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 so people are going to know that we're, we're doing things like being uh, self-aware and mindful and doing all the meditating and doing all those things because like we show up in public and we don't fly off the handle or like we're a lot more compassionate or, you know, someone talks to us and, and, and we really do a good job of, of, of reflecting some of those, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, divine qualities that we always talk about. People, people see that our spiritual practice is affecting how we're showing up in life. So I can, so we, so they can tell that way and we can tell when somebody's engaged in the practice. So you're, you're absolutely right. How is someone to know, how am I as a black person supposed to know that you as a white person is doing the work right because that's that's what really counts you said this the other day and i said because you always you always turn shit up you're, you, <laughs> i was just thinking of that you I'm always like, are well i think because when i call him to say hey just want you to know and i'm like what did you do now <laughs> what did, what did you say now what did you do now and by the way proud of you for doing it <laughs> so thanks so, for the heads up <laughs> yeah it's the action piece because without the action it's just meaningless it's it's uh, maybe meaningless is too harsh a word but it it really you know borders on that so our work is the action is to get racism on the table to get the conversation on the table wherever you are in your workplace in your spiritual communities and not just get it on the table but then work at keeping it on the table when all the white people around you want it off the table because they're all uncomfortable Yes. And, and a lot of courage, it takes a lot of courage. And, and this also extends to, to bodies of color and culture as well, because, because there's some black folk who are like, I don't want to deal with this. I just, I just want to, I just want to show up, get my paycheck and go home. What's the point of doing this? Because nothing's ever going to change. Why? Because we've been having this argument for how many centuries now? And, and I'm still being passed over to jobs. I'm still making less than my white counterpart. I'm still likely to be pulled over than somebody else who doesn't look like me. I'm still likely to be frisked because I color my skin than, you know, somebody else who doesn't look like me. And the list goes on and on and on and on. So there's, there, for us bodies of culture, there is this, there's this, it's so easy to slip into the despair of why even bother, right? Well, why trust me? What have I shown and- Exactly. Why bother? Because because what you what you would the white person go and do about it, right? So 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 we get to take it on. So so part of it is 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 for us people of color as well to go to to not be tempted to fall into that despair and the added exhaustion of you know it's exhausted enough trying to survive and thrive uh, in this society. Like now we got to do more work as well. And yes, it can be exhausted. This is why. You know, we'll 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 always remind you about the the self care journey along this, um, yeah. and also remind um, white bodied folks to not put the extra labor on us to to yeah. quote unquote solve the problem, <laughs> right? Uh, and and help you figure it out as well. So 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 there's there's all of that that gets uh, spun spun into this. 
And I'm going to say one more thing that will upset listeners, I'm sure, uh, in terms of how do I, how do I not be performative and, and move beyond, you know, not just Black History Month, but continue to be in action is that if you're going to choose to not be in action, at least be honest about it. Mm. Right. Be on as a white body, be honest about it. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm choosing to collude because Mm. silence is being complicit. And and okay, like you get to choose that. And in the same breath, you don't get to complain or you don't get to, you know, your performance doesn't mean anything because your actions you know, it, your intent means nothing. It's the impact. And so by choosing to, um, I'm going to reflect on this, by choosing not to be in action, you are choosing to collude um, and just yes. call it. And and so that's, that position, you are reproducing the racial inequity that's already here. And don't, we're not asking you to feel bad about this. Right. We're asking you to just simply be in action about it. Yeah. Right. Right. You don't, you don't, don't, don't get, don't get stuck and mired in, in guilt. That's not helping you. That's actually disempowering you, which, and then, which is actually what, which is actually what the culture of white supremacy wants. And when I say the culture of white supremacy, I don't mean like there's some like, you know, I mean, there is, but there isn't some bunch of like people up there trying to, run the show what i'm simply meaning is this this is this isn't this is a thing that has mutated like a virus over the centuries and has changed its face and changed its languaging and changed how it shows up it's taken on a life of its own and and if you feel guilty to the point where you are paralyzed by your guilt then it wins so so take a look at if you've been or are being performative and notice it and simply go, all right, start in tomorrow. I will no longer be in these ways. I will no longer be performative. I will be in action in these ways. No one's telling you to go out there and pick fights with people. Not saying that I'm simply saying there are so many ways one can be supportive towards the work of anti-racism, doing the work of anti-racism, becoming an anti-racist, um, opportunities abound, and oh. and 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 to be to be clear, and I'll use myself as an example, to use myself as an example for uh, my support of of feminism and the LGBTQ community. Just setting up a reoccurring donation to an organization, while well, that's nice. Right. And I'm calling myself out on this. While that's nice, don't just do it and sit down and pat yourself in the back and say, like, hey, all right, well, there I am. You know, it's always a journey of inward, inner work, inner asking yourself the questions, inner self awareness around truly what are my thoughts, beliefs? You know, am I looking at the words, listening to the words coming out of my mouth? Um, and 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 observing my reactions when there's certain news headlines or or it's time to vote uh, on a certain policy or whatever. Like, mm, am I continually educating myself? Right. So so, yes, baby steps, but just don't stop on the baby steps. Get well, up, 
sit up, crawl, walk, run, jump, yeah. you know. Keep, and and keep it doesn't happen overnight. No. Friends, this is a long night. journey. Long, long, long journey. And what what Black History Month, it, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, we were talking about that. I forgot. Yes. I <laughs> and it's so we're talking about it. Yes, here's this month. And we're wanting to also, you know, go beyond that. So use this month to to put something into practice every single day. And yep. then it just keeps it also just keeps going. Yes. Um, so there's a, a few um uh, a couple of good resources where you can get an email every day of you know something to do. One of them is um uh they're on Instagram, it's called Girl Boss. Um, and they have a you know 28 days, but also um uh the anti-racist daily. They have something going. You could go to 28daysofblackhistory.com and they outline, you know, um, multiple things. So like today was select at least five items you plan to commit to during Black History Month. So so don't just commit, but like write it down somewhere, (laughs) you know, put it on your calendar, put it, you know, a little sticky note. and, and there's a lot of things, but it, but doing the something every day, again, doesn't have to be huge and big, and I'm not going to change the whole world today, but I can change my little corner of it, and that will expand. Yes, yes. And uh, speaking of what we said we were going to do was to highlight some folks in, in American history who happen yes. to be Black. Maybe that's what I'll call it. Instead of Black history, Americans, great Americans who also happen to be Black. There you Once. go. <laughs> Right. It doesn't quite roll off your tongue. No, no, but it works. <laughs> but it but it but it works. All right. Uh you 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 brought a contribution. I bought a contribution. Ladies first, right. go. So I want to excuse me, talk about um a woman named Henrietta Lacks, who um she oh now I don't don't remember the um the the years of her um um she was um so this was she was a black woman who um is responsible for because of her illness she died she actually died of cancer she was quite young but she um um she i think it was in the 50s early 50s um she had uh, five kids and um she basically she had a cancer cervical cancer and she ultimately died from it but the what was her impact and that almost no one knows about um, Henrietta Lacks was that they, the Johns Hopkins hospital uh, and research took her cells. They discovered that her cells were unlike any others. And so they, 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 which were the cancer cells. And so they took her cells and they called them HeLa, H-E-L-A for the first two letters of her first name and first two letters of her last name, Henrietta Lacks. And um, <clears throat> and they use them to study the effects of drugs and hormones and, and other things on the growth of cancer cells without having to experiment on humans. And and they use those those results to for to look at the result to the effects of radiation, the effects of, you know, of chemo um, to study the human genome, to to expand this huge knowledge database around cancer cells and eventually um into just learning how viruses work 
um, was very instrumental in playing a role in the development of the polio vaccine, as well as the COVID-19 vaccine. And all of the work over the last 40 years uh, and more around AIDS. Um, so here's this woman who dies at the age of 31, a black woman, and yet um, has this contribution that, um, you know, is is ongoing, is life giving, like forevermore. And and uh, so so part of the lead you're also burying here is that um, the 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 biotech companies that profited from her cells never gave any money back to her family, right? Never acknowledged that they were using these uh, stem cells or who they who they got them from, um, as as well, and and the family has has uh, you know um, been been asking for the for the for the recognition and and um, and compensation really um, for for this, um, and I think. The, the the family finally came to an agreement with uh with the NIH National Institutes of Health for the for the for the uh recognition um of of the part she played in this. Um right. I, I don't remember if her cells were actually used um um if if she, if she had agreed to leave her cells or have her cells used for no my understanding is not research um, and that i um, think that happened right. it's it while in the 50s it was an acceptable practice and it was legal such a practice would not happen today without the patient's consent right yeah right so, so yeah so yeah. there was no consent and even though johns hopkins um did not make any money at all on it. They offered the information freely to the world for research. However, never acknowledged her or the family or the their contribution. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so we owe we owe a lot to her life and her biology and and staying within the biology uh, realm. Um, another person who you probably did not hear a lot about. I actually didn't discover this individual. But for a couple of months ago, because, you know, science, biology, not not my frame of reference. But uh, his name is Ernest Everett Just. Uh, he was born in 1883, died in 1941. He, he was a biologist, an academic, a science writer. And his legacy is recognition of the fundamental role of the cell surface and the development of organisms. And and he did his work was um, in the realm of marine biology, cytology, parthenogenesis, um, and and he was the one who really pushed for um, studying studying whole cells under conditions rather than just like breaking them breaking them apart in a lab in a lab setting. Um, study them in where we found them, whether it's in a marine environment uh you know wh- wherever they wherever they crop up because they behave differently and a lot of that has to do with 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 the surface of the cell so mm. so so he 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 kind of like uh, i guess cellular research was heading a certain direction and his work sort of really shifted it and expanded it um and i remember in high school and even college studying cellular biology and his name never came up yeah wow. at all 
And the more I've been reading about it, it's like this this dude threw it a lot in, right? Um uh today, today, yes, one studying that um at, at supposedly higher levels of learning. Um the the name's not that strange, but yeah, wasn't that I uh, I like to say it wasn't that long ago I was in college, but it might have been. <laughs> Longer might, than you. might have been but yeah. high both high school and and college and granted my undergrad was music therapy but i had to study physiology anatomy amp um, his name never came up so add that name to your list ernest everett just um so as we wrap up today's show um um just reminder to ask yourselves yes this is the month where we acknowledge americans who helped create this country that we know they happen to be black and how can i best honor their legacy in my everyday life that's truly the big takeaway from black history month so we'll see you next week thanks for listening this has been with love and justice for all